0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The back-to-back Knights have to grind it out against a shorthanded team, but get an inspiring effort from their bench and win their third straight.
1: Okay. Well then, all right, here's how this is going to go, here's how this is going to go. I see the super chat is already on fire. We are going to get to all of it. Um, I know what this conversation is going to be about tonight. um, And that is what this conversation should be about tonight. It is who the conversation should be about tonight. And we are going to, we are going to sell some family business tonight. By the time we get out of here and we are going to be honest and open and forthright about some of the things that are going on in this team. But before we get there, we are going to give credit where credit is due. And we are going to give praise where praise is required. And there is some praise required right now to be given out because Putting aside the issues that exist, and my God, my God, are there some issues that exist. Um, That was a really special performance from the Knicks bench. I know who it came against, and um, you could tell from the opening few minutes of the game, like, oh my God, this Pistons team should lose by 40 tonight. And sure enough, um, Andrew, you asked for it, you shall receive. Just a quick gander, quick gander at some of the plus-minus numbers. Deuce McBride, 24 minutes plus 39. Taj Gibson, or excuse me, Obi Toppin, 22 minutes plus 36. Taj Gibson, 28 minutes plus 31. Alec Burks, 27 minutes plus 28. And then a guy who's not going to get a lot of credit tonight because he didn't shoot it well. But I thought he was every, almost every bit as important to this win as anybody else. And that's Emmanuel Quickly Didn't shoot it well. 35 minutes plus 27. 35 minutes plus 27. You look at those numbers and you say, well, if those plus minus numbers could be achieved in like half the game or less than half the game, as is the case with Obi Toppin, then oh boy, the Knicks must have been playing a pretty bad basketball team tonight. And the Knicks were playing a horrendous basketball team tonight. It was a it was a basketball team that featured a couple of players that were having phenomenal evenings. Sadiq Bey, Sadiq Bay, Hamadou Diallo, quality NBA players. Those are guys who are rotation players, should be rotation players on any team. Sadiq Bay actually think probably long term, I think is a starter. Um Diallo, you know, a little bit more those guys are real NBA players. Everybody else? No. Um, and this is why this is a team that was down by whatever they were down 50 points to the Spurs after three quarters the other night, because that's what kind of team this is. They just don't have the bodies and, um, the, the Knicks as again, shown by the plus minus numbers of the guys on the bench. Some of this team was up to the task of playing against the Pistons like the Pistons should have been played against. And I just want to start by giving praise to those players. And I, I just want to – I mean, Alec Burks, obviously, what more can you say? 12 of 17 from the field, 34 points. They don't win this game without him. But really just a hair below him, a hair, is Taj Gibson. And Taj Gibson, I had to go change into the OG, um, the OG 67 shirt here, um, which I, I – is my my favorite t-shirt you know we've been a little down on ties this year because he looks like he's kind of maybe lost a half a step or a quarter of a step changed helped change the complexion of the game and it was just you know i think it was tom who tweeted it out or earlier today tom piccolo about an hour ago whatever it was a half an hour ago it's just pride it's just pride it's just pride in what you do for a living which is be a basketball player And that's your job. Your job is to be a basketball player and your job is to is to play with pride whenever you go out on the floor and honor. Your your sport, the sport that you're you're lucky enough to play a child's sport and get paid for it, you know. Um, And the only thing that that really requires is effort just requires trying. It just requires being like, you know what? I've been given these gifts. And I've been given this chance and I'm not, you know, I'm going to make the most of it every every time I, I get a chance to do that. And Taj has done that as well as anyone, I mean, any NBA player. Um, and then you counter that and you put that up against, and now this is where we're probably going to spend a lot of the time tonight, deservedly so. You put that up against, I'm not even going to call it the effort because that would be disingenuous. You put it up against... Probably the worst, I mean, let's just, well, look, we've, we've all, those of you who have been here for a while, um, I mean, in New York, rooting for this team for a while, no bad basketball and no selfish basketball and no basketball where guys are not particularly interested in winning basketball games. What the Knicks starters, really the whole game, but especially obviously in the beginning of the third quarter, and let's just call it like it is. Julius Randle in particular. I mean, no one is absolved. You, you don't if, if you go if you give up a 24 to 5 run or 25 to 4 run, or whatever the fuck it was, to this Pistons team, no one is absolved. Not Mitchell Robinson, who had some nice offensive rebounds and what have you. Not RJ Barrett, who, you know, hit a few shots. Um, not Quentin Grimes, who I thought, you know, played hard, but you know, couldn't buy a bucket, and not Kevin Walker, um, who they is, you know, they're trapping him and he's it's completely taken him out of any rhythm he was in. I'm not absolving any of those guys. It's all everybody's at fault. But so many people have said it. I I keep saying that it's 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 staggering to me that I I would this was the hill that I was ready to die on earlier in this year, um, in this season. Julius Randle doesn't deserve to be anywhere near a basketball court right now. And I'm not even talking about a professional basketball court. Julius Randle doesn't deserve to be on a G League court, Julius Randle, I think Coach Cow would probably kick him off. What is it, Rupp Arena? Kick him out of Rupp Arena because his 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 aura right now, his his presence would denigrate that that you know somewhat sacred you know basketball haven. Julius Randle doesn't deserve to be on a fucking YMCA court right now. Julius Randle deserves to be home sitting in a fucking locked room thinking about what he wants to do for the rest of the season and the rest of his basketball career. Because Julius Randle came out a year ago after everybody in New York wanted him absolutely gone for anything. There were people who were just like, get rid of his contract. Just get rid of his contract. Get rid of the last two years. Um and he came out and he put on a show that I will never forget because that was one of the best individual seasons of basketball that I have ever seen in my life from a New York Knicks since the days of Patrick Ewing. You know, it, it was it was right up there with any Mello season. Um and in my eyes, I know Mello obviously finished third in MVP because that team was great. But what Julius did and what Julius took on, I thought he had an argument for top five MVP last year. I, I, and I stand by that. And then he got all the accolades that come with being an MVP candidate in New York. And he got all the commercials and he got all the sideline interviews and he got his endorsements and he got his contract, got his money, a lot of money. And he also got some teammates that were brought in to help him in his efforts. And I think this all, I think we all think this all started with him trying to figure out how to accommodate those new teammates. And I think it started from a place that was good. It really did, I believe, start at a place that was good and genuine. And where we have arrived to now, where I think he is so far into his own head that, again, he should not be on a basketball court right now. And I understand I'm saying this about a guy who scored 25 and 10 on 15 shots, what was it, four days ago. But those have been so far and away the exception and not the rule this season. He has been horrendous this season. And I said it on our, our uh, playback that we were doing live because there's going to be a lot of OB love tonight, as there should. OB, his energy, right along with the rest of the bench, guys, 100% game changer. Give him all the credit in the world. Getting in passing lanes, moving around, acting like he fucking gave a shit. but really. This isn't about Obi as much as it is anyone but Julius. It was about Julius being just out of the game. This was addition by subtraction. Two negatives equal a positive. It's as simple as that. And look up the on-off numbers. Look up other guys that have his usage and his minutes and what they're shooting versus what he's shooting. And there is a very coherent, sound logical, not biased, not emotional, not reactionary argument that Julius Randle has been, if not the most detrimental player in the NBA this season, certainly on the short list. And we saw that in full effect tonight. In full effect tonight. And perhaps he doesn't deserve the this the brunt of the criticism to this extent, because again, it was all of them. It was all of them and none of them deserve a pass. And it was, it's the fault should be spread out. But it is just, it is interesting to me that, again, who was out? To, uh, Evan Fournier was out tonight, right? So now this is the first Evan Fournier miss game. We've had RJ Barrett miss games. We've had Kemba Walker miss games. We've had the center rotation. We've had Alec, Alec Burke with the starters. We've had Derek Rose with the starters. We had, I think, Emmanuel quickly got a start, or maybe I'm imagining that. I don't know. It all runs together at this point. Quentin, Quentin Grimes running with the starters. All these guys running with the starters. It never seems to work. Well, what's the common denominator? And this is, yeah, this is a little bit of emotion. And I get on people for being overly emotional in this sometimes. Well, tonight it's my turn. So you could all get on me if you want and say that I'm not being fair. Because maybe I'm not. But this is how I'm feeling after I watched what the fuck we just watched for the first, whatever it was, eight minutes or seven minutes of the second half. That was a disgrace. It was an absolute disgrace. And was, the first half was much better from those, from those guys. So, and, 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 but I, I will stay on brand. I will stay on brand. I don't envy Tom Thibodeau because what do we all want him to do? We all want Tibbs to sit Julius on the bench and, and, or, or the front office to trade him. Like, I don't envy any of these people because now the Knicks do have a Julius Randle problem. It is their problem, and they have to figure it out. And it's on Tibbs to figure it out. It's on the front office to figure it out, potentially. And last night, he put Julius back out there. It didn't cost him the game. Julius didn't really repay that favor. Tonight, he went a different direction. Do we see accountability now? Is that the accountability that we needed? Is that going to work? Is that going to do anything? Or is Julius just going to come out the next game and be the same shitty player. And the last thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to get to the super chats and I'm sorry, I've been talking for a while. I'm going to get to everybody's super chat. I promise I'll stay on for as long as I need to tonight. I don't want to make this about that. This is intentional necessarily by Julius. I know the body language is atrocious. I know you could look at him and, and and again, anybody who was on the playback knows that I, I fell into this. Um, you could look at him and be like, this is not a guy who seems like he's, his, his head is in the right space. I just think that he's bad. And he's bad right now. And he is not responding to being bad in a good way. He's, he's responding to being terrible in all of the worst ways. But I do think at the end of the day, this is something that can start to correctify itself. That's not a word. With him being better. Um, can it happen? Will it happen? What is it going to take for it to happen? I have no idea. I don't have the answers to those questions. I I have fucking no clue. Um, And now here we have a tweet from Steph Bondi. Tom Thibodeau confirmed Julius Randle is nicked up, as I suspected. Well, if you're nicked up, take some time off. Take a week off. Take two weeks off. Take a month off. Because you're not helping your team. You're not helping your team. This is not helpful. This is not gutting it out and being a gamer. Go take time off. If that's the case, if you're really hurt, go fucking take time off. No one wants to see this shit. Let alone Nick fans. All right. Um, Let's get to some chats. Hannibal Miles with our first super chat. And obviously, Andrew, I've been talking for a while, so I'm probably going to need you to to help me out here. Um, Can the bench play all 48 minutes? In my opinion... This still wasn't a Tibbs-trust-the-bench move, but the starters are that bad move. Yeah, I mean, Tibbs, Tibbs did what he felt he needed to do to win the game. I'm not, I'm not giving any flowers to Tibbs right now. I'm just – I want to be very clear. Me saying that I don't envy Tom Thibodeau is not me saying that I think Tom Thibodeau is doing a great job. And I didn't say that last night. I'm not going to say that tonight. I don't think Tom Thibodeau is doing a great job. I don't think this year has been a particularly great job from him coaching the team. I think he's been confronted with some very real problems, and he has not figured out how to handle those problems. And your job as a coach is to figure out how to handle problems. He has not done that. I don't envy him. I think it's a tough situation. I don't know what he does, but he's not, you know, but yes, I agree with you. I think it was, it came down to the starters being that bad. Robert McGinley. All right. You wake up tomorrow and you're Leon Rose. Oh my goodness. Let me take a drink. What's your mentality and approach going into these next few months based on what we've seen this far, thus far this season? you know it's a it's a fantastic question um here's the problem right the the what's the easy answer the the answer everybody wants me to give is trade Julius Randall okay well guess what nba teams all around the league they have scouts at all these games everybody's watching this shit now there may be teams out there who may say oh look at that guy that guy i bet you we could get him for 40 cents on the dollar 45 cents 50 cents on the dollar I don't know how many of those teams there are. I don't know if it's one, two, five, ten, zero. 10, zero. I don't know. I assume there's probably at least one or two. So then if you're Leon Rose, you're like, okay, do we send Julius Randle off essentially for like matching money and maybe like a protected first round pick or something? Is that, is that the, is that the smart move? Or is that the reactionary frightened move? Or do you figure out, or do you try to give this more time and try to rehabilitate an asset that coming into this year, we never talked about where Julius Randall ranked as an asset because we didn't have any intention of trading him because we were like, he's our guy. He's going to be the backbone. He's going to be the foundation of the team. But if we actually had the conversation before the season started about what kind of asset he was, like, wait a minute, he's the 50th highest played player in the league. And he was just a second team all NBA guy. That's an incredible asset. If they ever wanted to trade him, they'd probably get something real good his value is at his lowest now. So is it the right move to try to trade him? If the opportunity was even there? I I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying yes or no. I'm saying, I don't know. Um, I'm not ready to tank the season though. I'll say that. No, I mean, the. I mean, me and Jeremy talked about like the notion of like trading away Alec Burks for a first round pick or something. Fuck man. I I'm, I'm not ready to give up on the season yet. I know it's not going to end anywhere, you know, amazing, but like, it's not like you're getting any crazy good asset for any of these, any of this stuff. And the kids, kid, the kids are playing. The kids are playing. So roll with it. And, and Tim's is going to keep playing the kids. Kevin Wilson, pleasantly surprised Tibbs stuck with the bench in that fourth quarter. Um after how bad it was to start the third, I, I'm I'm I'll say I'm mildly surprised, barely mildly surprised. Um, but yeah. Harry Doner. I don't envy or Leon, Leon or Tibbs right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're always on point, Harry. Appreciate that comment. Thank you. Um, Michael Aaron, Tibbs gets all the blame for the starters playing like shit, but none of the credit for the bench being good. Funny how that works. I mean, look, again, I don't want, we, we don't need to praise Tibbs, but I think it is fair to point out that when his, his supposed best player is off the court, the New York Knicks have a net rating that I haven't checked it in a few days, but it is it is either above the Warriors and um, and Jazz for the best net rating in the league, or it's right there with those teams. And we're not talking about 50 minutes or 100 minutes or 150 minutes. We're talking about. And I'll look it up now. It hasn't been updated after this game, but it's it's I think it's over 400 minutes now that that Julius Randle has not been on the court for the Knicks. And if you look at like what the Knicks have done in that time, it's pretty astounding. Um, and, yeah, Tibbs deserves credit for that. And also the front office deserves credit for drafting these kids and identifying, okay, we want to bring certain guys back. We want to bring Alec Burks back. We want to bring Derrick Rose, who was playing great, back. Um, you know, Nerland's probably more out of necessity. But, but yeah, Tibbs is coaching those guys up. And, and, and guess what? Those guys are improving. Emmanuel quickly got better. Obi Topping got better. You know? Sam L. Palpable, the momentum shift is when the bench comes in. Absolutely. hundred percent. Never more than tonight. Completely agree. Is this the turning point as far as Tibbs and lineups are concerned? uh, Hashtag OB Avengers. Here's, here's where I'm going to say no, because what, what, this is the point that I made to start this is it's all about Julius. When Julius is in the game, the game takes on a certain feel on offense and defense. And yeah, I'm going to say it's more on offense because if you put Julius with quickly McBride, um, you know, name a center that's on his game at the moment tonight, it was Taj and, um, you know, let's say Grimes or or even Burks maybe. If you put him on the floor with those guys, uh, Julius is not going to kill you. He might kill you a little bit on defense, but it's not going to completely take you out of what you want to do. When Julius is in the game on offense, it changes everything because it's because it, you can you cannot escape the fact that he is there and he is at the epicenter of everything the Knicks clearly want to do because if he's not he's not someone that does anything when he doesn't have the ball you know yes he will set the occasional mean screen and when we saw Kemba really getting after it those four games Julius was setting a lot of good screams that went away tonight. That completely went away. More often than not, he's not doing any of that good shit that helps you win games when he's not the center of attention. You know, and maybe he's just kind of standing in the corner and like, what? Like, okay. He's not doing what Obi's doing, flying around, ducking in for, for labs, and this and that, a different type of play. So it's all about Julius. So if the question is, 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 is Tom Thibodeau going to bench Julius Randle? The answer is no. jonathan sheffield uh andrew is the next one that i have here could a package of randall and barrett net us ben simmons we're off to the races um how would you feel about that i feel like he'd play really well surrounded by our shooting um i'll say that i am not as out on ben simmons as most people are i still think there's a really good player in there and i still think there's a player that could help you win Certainly regular season basketball games. And I think there's probably a world we could help you win, um, win playoff games. Um, I don't think the Sixers would do that deal in a million years. and Maybe not in a million years. I don't, I just, if I'm the Sixers, do I think that Julius Randle and RJ Barrett are putting me over the top for a championship? Or at least getting me into the conversation, into the championship conversation what evidence would lead us to believe that Daryl Morey would, would even want to talk himself into that? So the Sixers I think would say, no, would I do that right now? I mean, I'm, I, I you guys know, I'm not, the, I'm not as, I'm not this crazy Barrett supporter. Um, I still think there's a little bit more to RJ than we're seeing. I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. That's, I mean, God, I think about it though. That's for sure. Um, By the way, the on-off, and then I see you put the super chat in the pinned tweet. Thank you, Andrew. The on-off number for, for, uh, for Julius Randle. I, I, sorry, I, I wasn't sure if it was neck and neck or just below the jazz and the warriors. So the jazz and the warriors, as of this morning, were one and two in the NBA with, I think, like a 10-point something net rating. When, when Julius Randle sits in 455 minutes, the Knicks are outscoring teams by 15.9 points per 100 possessions for a nearly 16 net rating that would be far and away the greatest net rating in the history of basketball. How do you like that, Matt? When he's on the court, they're getting outscored by 6.3 points for possessions. Just shake your head. Um, from Steve Cordero. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you, Steve. Same to you. I agree with your defensive tips. Thank you. Um, he's in an impossible situation with Randall, whose lack of effort is sabotaging the season. Yeah, I mean, we are definitely seeing his struggles manifest in a lack of effort. But it, to me, the the worst than the effort, if something could be worse than a lack of effort is just like, you know, if you're the leader of this team and like everybody feeds off of you, you are just walking negativity right now. You're a black hole. Like who would want to play? That's why I don't, I don't, that's why it's become so clear as day to me after watching this game. No wonder the fucking starting lineup always has a shitty on-off. Because who the fuck would want to play with this guy the way he's playing? It's just and, – and I think – and, and uh, by the way, I think part of it is because they probably see the work that he puts on in behind the scenes. And I do think he's still putting in work behind the scenes. And I do think he wants to come out of this. But I think the other guys are trying to, like, make it so that he gets going. And I think there's a part of him that's trying to get himself going and get other guys – it's just – And he is so in a bad place and he is so lost right now and nothing's going well. And like we've all been in situations in our lives where nothing is going well. And it's like, how are you when you go about your business? Like that's the one soft spot that I really have for him because I do have sympathy here. Um, But at the same time, what do you do when you're in those situations? You take a fucking week and you go, I don't know, go to go upstate and read a book in front of a fucking campfire. I don't know. I don't know what you do. You don't play basketball. Um, CT Pittman, what's going on, CT? How are you? Always a pleasure. Prime example that the highest paid player is not always the best player, but at least Julius can be on drip cam postgame. <laughs> Shake my damn head. Yeah, no, it's um, sad but true. This from Dominic Ambrosia. Um, enough, enough, enough. Tibbs may get credit for going with the obvious choice to close the game, but it took way too long to pull the plug. Um, I I mean, you want to tell him he should have pulled the starters after three or four minutes? At that point, but here's the thing. At that point, he knows he has to put the starters back in at some point. And I, I almost wonder if, like, he realized early on in that third quarter, like, once it got past three, four minutes, um, was he just like, you know what? Let me ride with this for a little while. And then I'm just going to leave the starters or leave the subs in to finish the game. Um, at the same time, the way they started that quarter, um, it was certainly warranted. Putting aside ramifications for the rest of the game, it was certainly warranted to pull them after a couple minutes. That's That's fair. That's fair. Um, and, again, I'm, I'm not getting on anybody who has issues with Tibbs. If you want to praise Tibbs, that's fine. If you want to have issues with Tibbs, that's fine. You, you know, I just – I get I, – I just – where I, where I draw the line of what, what was getting on me last night is, is to pretend, like he, he – as a few people have said tonight, that he's not in a really tough situation because I, I think he is. Uh, Neville Humphreys. You can't blame Julius without blaming Coach Tibbs. Okay, well, let's see. He's the one that's enabling this behavior. The other players are not empowered to make plays. Um, I would disagree with that pretty strongly. I think Kemba Walker was quite an, uh, enabled to make plays uh, after he came back in. And I think Kemba even admitted that he wasn't being aggressive enough early on in the season. I think we've seen R.J. Barrett give give it a go at making a whole lot of plays over the course of the last two years, and especially this year. just doesn't always end well. Um, could they feature RJ a little bit more? Okay, fine. Same thing with Fournier. Like we see aggressive Fournier. Like go, go up and go look at the shot charts this year for, for Evan Fournier. He has games where he fires the fucking lights out of the ball. He puts the ball on the floor and the whole thing. Like when he wants to be aggressive, he's aggressive. It's not always aggressive. And then the bench does what the bench does. Um, I will, I will be here for any argument that that is for, Tibbs's inability to hold Julius accountable is hurting the team to which I say, well, how, like, where's the answer? What does he do? Because as, as again, as I brought up on the playback that we did during the game, so you're going to start being more stringent, right. And start benching Julius and like playing Julius 23, 24, 25 minutes a game. Well, What pray tell happens if that doesn't work? Then you're stuck with the worst contract in the NBA on your hands. The most untradeable contract in the NBA on your hands that you cannot do anything with. And that you have to sit and live with because then you're telegraphing to the rest of the league that we're out on the guy whose fucking extension hasn't even kicked in yet. And that's you, you, that's that you don't want to be there it's not where you want to be. That's the doomsday scenario. Now, again, I'm not giving Tibbs a pass because the goal is to figure it out before you get to the doomsday scenario, but that's kind of where we're at right now. From Matt Smith, when do you think we expect a cap or no cap Julius Randall edition? Not not anytime soon, um, but good comment, Matt. Thank you. Um, Ryan Menzies, what's going on, Ryan? Alec Burke showing again why you resign him over Bullock. Yeah, I again it and bullocks hasn't been hasn't been good this year starters completely outclassed and it starts with the guy who's supposed to be your leader yeah yeah 100% um from jeremy e who what do we trade randall for he can't be on this team anymore also stop hating on rj he has to play with julius <laughs> yeah no that's a fair comment i appreciate that thank you for that uh, sent me straight there because rj we've seen how much better he is when he doesn't play with julius um, i'm not going to say it's night and day but it's you notice a difference I will also point out that, like, you know, RJ's got to get a little bit better around the rim. He has to make some of these. Um, As far as who or what we trade Julius Randle for, you know, again, going back to the theme of, like, I don't envy this front office. Like, if you engage in those conversations with teams around the league and teams around the league realize, like, oh, wow. Shit, they're the ones seeing this guy every day. Like, we none of us want to, like, we're all skeptical. But if they're entertaining calls on him, then that means they're out and they're seeing him up close every day. So if you're the Knicks, how do you even have those conversations with teams? Um, it's, I don't think it's going to happen this season. I think maybe during the summer where it's basically like, you're acknowledging to some team like we're trading you our problem for your problem, but then you're, what are you getting back? Like, you know, I'm sure like Portland would get, would give you a uh, CJ McCollum for Julius Do You guys want CJ McCollum on this team at $30 million a year for the next three years. I don't know about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh From uh, Dylan Crowley, listen to the post game last night, and my girlfriend gets in the car and asked why you sounded so angry or sad. <laughs> it was Julia's talk. She'll be hearing this one. LOL. Uh, tell your girlfriend that I am sorry that she is subjected to listening to me say anything, and that um, you are very lucky to have her. Um, Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kevin? How are you, my man? Um, great to be with you tonight for the the uh, halftime and the the. Um, Playback best bench in the league, yeah, for, for 100%. Um, no, we should focus on random with the starters, but the fan base should hold RJ accountable too. Interesting, this is coming off the comment that I'm a little too easy on uh, or too hard on RJ. Those finishes at the rim are ugly, and how long are we supposed to say, um, supposed to say, uh, F it? Um, yeah, I, I think I'm in between. I do still have a lot of belief in RJ Barrett. I am, I've never been as high as others have been. I do think he's a worker. I do think his head is in the right place. Um, it, I'll just say this. I'm not as high on RJ as I am. And I'm not even saying this is like where their ceiling is as a player. Like in terms of where me, the fan, Jonathan Macri is my emotional investment is more in Obi in quickly. Um, I mean, at this point, Honestly, Berks and Grimes, I know Grimes had a terrible game. Grimes and Berks are climbing the list. I love watching those guys play. Um, But RJ's, you know, he's neck and neck with those guys. But to me, Quickly and Obi, like, that's what's so hard coming on here sometimes and, like, everybody's like, fire Tibbs, you should play Obi more. Obi Toppin might be my favorite Nick right now, either him or Quickly. Those guys are just like, what more do you want rooting for and watching a basketball team than, like, what those guys bring? They're the best part about this team right now. It's not even close. I love watching them play. Um what are you gonna do? Um from Al Diddy, what's going on, Al? Wow, what a comeback. Thanks for coming in here, Macri. Thank you, Al. I appreciate it. Um, we deal with a lot. Yeah, we do deal with a lot. We we've been through we've been through some things uh together, collectively, this fan base. Hence the scotch. Um, good comment, my man. Uh, Aussie Knicks fan. What's going on, man? Shout out to the playback crew. I loved it and would recommend it to anyone in here. Yeah. I'll, I'll give the shameless plug. So if if anyone who's a Patreon, I think it's any of our top three Patreon tiers, uh, you have access to come in and, and watch the game with me and Andrew and Jeremy. You could hear all of us bitch and moan collectively. And, uh, When something good happens, get excited uh, through this cool feature called Playback. And, um, yeah, we do it once a week. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, man, come come check it out. Uh, Felt like I was at a bar watching the game with friends, yeah. (laughs) Except I didn't start drinking until the fourth quarter. I was trying to be good. Um, Tyler Michaels. I'm 30. I'm a Knicks fan since I was five. Shout out to you. This is the most optimistic I've ever been about the Knicks' future. Shout out to you, Tyler. I love it. This regime knows how to draft. The kids are encouraging me. Yeah, yes, I love that comment. Thank you. I needed that comment, Tyler. I appreciate that. Um, is it the highest I've ever been? I was pretty. I was. I was drinking the Porzingis Kool Aid. Uh, his his rookie year, his second year, probably. Um. I think they – I will say this, Tyler. I, I think they – I do think the regime – I love the regime. I think it's a great front office. I think the front office is going to be here for a while. I think they know what they're doing. I think they have Dolan's – I think they have Dolan's trust. I think they know how to draft. I think they know what kind of players they want to acquire. I don't blame them for this Julius Randle thing one bit. Um. But they – there is a situation here that they do need to navigate. And there is a way that this can go poorly, if, it, if really poorly, if it is not navigated correctly. So, you know, let's – but, you know, in Leon we trust, right? In Leon we trust. I trust Leon to figure this shit out. And Leon's watching all the same shit that we're watching, so, you know. Um, Evan Janichin. Been busy and missed the last few post games. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to KFS. Merry Christmas and Happy uh, New Year to you, Evans. It's great to see you. I hope all is well. Not really a question, but I really wish Grimes would handle the ball more. Yeah, that's fair. I think um, he was uh, more of a creation guy when he started at Kansas. Didn't go so well. Transferred, obviously, to Houston. Changed his game to be more of a 3-D and guy. Um, but he has that in him, and I'd love to see them uh, exploit that over the years to come. It's a good comment. Uh, this was a this is a uh, comment that was just tweeted out by the way from Steve Popper. Thibodeau said of Randall, "He's nicked up. I think he's giving us everything he has. That's what I love about him." <laughs> Shouldn't have read this one out loud. He's not making any excuses. He just gets out there. He keeps going. You know what? I, I'll say this. Get, like, look, Tibs wa- is watching all the same film that we're watching. Um, I think that's the right thing to say. Um, because if 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 Julius is nicked up, and it's only adding to the fact that he mentally is just in a terrible place right now, I do think if his head coach got up there and called him out publicly, it would not make things better. I think the better move is to try to put on this happy face and then continue to try to work it behind the scenes. Now, I, I don't know what they're doing behind the scenes, I don't know if they're doing anything behind the scenes, but if you're, again, if you're hurt, sit down. If you're hurt, sit down. You're not helping anybody. Um, not helping anybody like this. From Roger Fortune, I know what the conversation will be about, so all I got to say is thank you for this bench and this channel. Yeah, no, thank you, Roger. I appreciate that. Thank you for all the thanks. And to anybody who I haven't uh, explicitly wished Merry Christmas to and a Happy New Year to, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year or whatever holiday you celebrate. Um. Did want to say one other thing. I forgot. Okay. Uh Haitian Ferg. Where did Kemba look good back after a long break. First back to back didn't look good. The offense looked like pre-benching of Kemba. Yeah, it did. I got I had the same flashbacks in the third quarter. I was like, holy shit, this is what we were watching in the middle of November. Um, Julius needs a timeout. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know. Is, is that a Kemba Health thing? It might be a Kemba Health thing. We don't know. I, I really do want to go back and, and watch this one. I, I especially want to watch the start of the third quarter um, because that's where it really fell apart. Um, But yeah, um, we'll see. I thought, look, I'm not – I don't want to go have it be this like yo-yo thing with Kemba, like pulling him in and and putting him back out and the whole thing because I do still believe Kemba can help this team and I'm happy he's back in the lineup and I don't think that what we saw – was like a mirage or anything. I think what we saw was real. But at the same time, if you have to manage his minutes, you have to manage his minutes. And maybe the Boston plan was the better plan, giving him, you know, every back-to-back off. Uh, We'll see. This one from Kenny Rhodes. When Randall's on the court, the Knicks play with no confidence because they all defer to him. It's so obvious. Tibbs better rethink the rotations. Again, who do you want to put... On the court with Randall, who's not going to defer to him? Do you think like Deuce McBride is a rookie is not going to defer quickly? I mean, quickly. I'll give quickly this quickly kind of does his thing quickly kind of does his thing. Um, but again, Kem is a four time all star. He's a fucking all NBA player. He's just one player of the week. I don't think it's about deferring as much as I think there's just no chemistry at all. Like nobody knows what they're supposed to do there's no co- i mean th- you you nailed it with the confidence they play with no confidence but i don't i don't know if it's as simple as like they're all deferring to him i think it's more complicated than that i don't know what it is specifically but it's something um and we'll we'll, we'll see um we'll see if they can come out of it uh this one from Greg film stuff how does randall not dominate bay his play the last two nights have been alarming Free Obi. hashtag free Obi. I hope tonight's closing lineup gives Tibbs more confidence in his bench to have a quick hook when the starters don't have it. it. It's going against every iota of Tibbs, like the fiber of his being to like, like, you know, that's what he, you know, his, his mentality is you start the game a certain way and you go with those guys because they're your, be- they're your best guys and they give you the best chance to win. But this is just a very different team and it's a very unique situation I, I don't know. I don't know. What I, the one thing I will say and that I do wonder is if it comes down to getting Julius going on offense, and I know Tibbs has said he does not want to do this because of the wear and tear it causes on Julius Randle's body, but would not it be better at this point? to consider making Julius Randle the backup center on this team. Or at the very least, if you give Mitch 20 minutes a game or 25 minutes a game, and you give Taj 10 to 15 minutes a game, give Julius 10 minutes a game where he's the backup center playing with Obi just to get his offense going and using him in a certain way on offense where we know that Julius could be used in that way on offense. And you, you know, but do you lessen his minutes to like, what do you lessen his minutes to? If you, if you go to that for five, 10 minutes a game, I just, you know, I don't know if, le- I, I don't, I don't know if the solution is just, just make the problem go away. I think they have to solve the problem. I just don't know how to solve the problem. Um, I wish I did. I really wish I did. Daniel Chang. Oh, sorry. Uh, this is uh, Lunas. Lunas and Iraq, congratulations, Lunas. Simply a better team when 30 isn't in every game. Yeah. Yeah. Plain and simple. Um, Daniel Chang. Angry Macri, I love it. <laughs> um, whenever it comes out, it's genuine. You know that. Need Julius to take some time off, get healthy, get his head on straight. Hang out with his newborn son and come back and kill it. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can't. I can't imagine... He feels great about the fact that he's putting all this time into the into basketball, and the payoff isn't there, and he's like missing maybe the early months of his child. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's part of part of what I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Wish I knew. Uh, from Sean Ford, um, Julius Randle for Kevin Love. Who says no? Wow. <clears throat> <laughs> um, the funny thing is, I have to think about <laughs> It's it's actually not it's not even an obvious answer. It's you know why because the Cavs have everything about the cat. The Cavs are the best story of the NBA right now. I, by the way, I'm it's I was I was heartbroken with the Ricky Rubio news that he tore his ACL. that sucks for Rubio. Um, I obviously didn't love him seeing eight uh, seeing a threes eight threes against us, but like. That team's the best story in the NBA by far. Um, And, like, why would the – like, I'm serious. Why would they want to take on Julius Randle? Then again, they're in the Ben Simmons trade rumors. So would I say yes to that if I was the Knicks? Have Kevin Love be my backup four? or my starting four? Man, you broke my brain. Congratulations, Sean. Thank you. Um, Jeff Smith. Julius and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Ugly, Bad Starters. That's a that's a book I'd read or throw out. Um, that shit was childish. Good word for it. Good good word for it. There was a possession. It wasn't even in the third quarter. It was a possession at the end of the first half where they were just like – it was like they were bitching at each other on the court, and I think quickly was in because Julius wanted the ball somewhere, and like, I, I don't know what it was, but it was like – I saw that, and I lost my shit about it at the time. And then the third quarter happened. So glad we're deep. Yeah, me too. Um, Jason M. What's going on, Jason? Short-term answer. Play Randall less than 30 minutes. Yeah. Maybe. Or or give him some time off. I mean, can you just, oh, God, dare to dream. Can you imagine just getting 30 minutes of Obi every night? getting 30 minutes of OB every night, and then, like, how about small ball RJ? How about small ball RJ at the four for 10 minutes a game? How about that? You know? little Grimes at the four for a couple minutes? Like, I'm open to anything. Like, that would, oh, my God, the thought of that. It's like dreamland. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. uh even while he's calling out julius right now yeah you know it's bad when while he's doing it that's pretty bad uh, i'm thrilled we're back in the play in picture but this is just a mirage if we're still searching for a leader is this just a mirage if we're still searching for a leader i mean i i barely want to give them credit for these last two wins i mean that um and, and that, that may sound harsh but like come on like these are these are like, it's like passing go and getting $200, you know? Um, that's what this, that's what tonight and last night was. Now you want to tell me, you know, again, these the Timberwolves beat the Celtics and like tonight they were on a second night of a back to back and like, okay, fine, sure, I guess. That wasn't an NBA team. That wasn't an NBA team they played tonight. It just wasn't. I'm i am like – I'm encouraged by the stuff that I'm encouraged about, but I'm not about to be like, yes, this team has won three in a row. You know, we're back. You know, take us seriously. Just for anybody wondering, Knicks are um, right now a game and a half back a sixth. They're in ninth place, a game up on Boston. Uh, who, actually, sorry, a game up on three teams tied at tenth. Boston, Atlanta, and Toronto are all tied with the with the same same games back of first. And then Indiana's suddenly we're f- three games up on Indiana. I eh? like that. Interesting. We play them in, in a couple days, too. So half game back of Washington for eighth. All right. You know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh Lunis Emerat. Um Tim said Randall was hurt. Should take this chance to rest him and see how we look without him. Also, a ton of RJ hate here. Seventeen on and seven on forty-two percent in his bad game. Yeah, like I, again, I, I think for for the, with the RJ, RJ is such a polarizing player, man. Um, I think what gets people is the feeling that there's like just basic fundamental basketball stuff that like. When you, we have this image of like good NBA players or great NBA players or somewhere in between good and great NBA players that, like, when they're near the rim and they get a pretty good look at the rim, it may not go in all the time, but like it looks, it looks good. It looks like it's going to go in more often than not. And then, um, with RJ, there's some of those shots at the rim, and, and this is now two and a half years in, where it's like, eh, I don't know about that one. Um, that said, like, if you put that aside, this is still a guy who I still have a lot of confidence in his jump shot. Um, this is still a guy who I think is a really good defender. He's a big wing who moves well. Um, like, this is all good stuff. Um, there's a lot of good there. I just think it's not coming as quickly and maybe the ceiling isn't as high as some people maybe would have envisioned. Um, you know, but I agree with you. I think the hate is probably too much. Ed Feingold, is tonight a signal that more starting unit changes are coming? I, I, what, who? No, not unless they sit Julius for the injury. Uh, I don't think so. Um, Sean Ford, um, Tim said Julius is nicked up. Wish he was mic'd up. (laughs) But seriously, get him right by February 3rd, then trade him. We know he's not a championship player. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I killed the guy tonight. Do I know he's not a championship player in any role on any team? I think he's a guy in a bad place right now. He's a guy in a really bad place, and no, uh, yeah, we'll see if we can figure it out. Um, so the lead, this is from Jeremy Chase, by the way, that is not popping up for some reason. So the lead of Julius's next player Tribune piece should be: My first year here was terrible. Last year, I told New York we here. I apologize. I made amends. This year, well, I got paid. <laughs> Jeremy cut kind to of the chase. Um, um I don't think it's just about the money. I don't think it's just about the money. I think the money has something to do with it. I don't think it's just about the money. I think it's about more than the money. Um But you know, can't ignore it. Um oh, I uh Andrew, I may have missed something, so if I miss something, let me know. Brain XTC. The Knicks are just two superstars away. <laughs> you got that right. That's a good call. Uh no lies detected. Um Kevin Danishevsky. Oh my goodness. I can't do it. I can't even read this out loud, Kevin. I can't read it out loud. The Dan- end I Would Westbrook for Randall and Fournier work? See, now you've gone too far, Kevin. There is one player in my in the NBA who will always be my least favorite player, no matter how bad Julius Randall is, and it's Russell Westbrook. If I had to watch Russell Westbrook play basketball for my team, I would. I don't think I could do this after games. Um, he continues. We buy out Westbrook, and maybe LA is actually serious about AD at the five, and is desperate. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Want, I don't even. Even if I have to buy him out, I don't want Russell Westbrook. No, nah, and here's the thing: like we're talking about Julius Randle, like he's the worst contract in the NBA. I think a lesser coach, I think a lesser coach would have would have given in by now. Give credit or blame to Tibbs, one or the other, for being stubborn and being like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this guy out." We'll, we'll see. This from Barry Craver, John. You got two little kids. You remember what it was like? Get Julius a night nurse with his big contract. I got a good one. Happy New Year! Yeah, Happy New Year to you t- too, Barry. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, not that I remember what it was like. I still, I know what it's like. My kid still doesn't sleep where the shit. Neither of them do. Fucking older ones probably still up. Um, but uh, I I, I I'm I'm not, I can't I can't sit here and be like it's the new kid. I can't do it. I don't know what I mean. Um. We'll see. From D. Ebanks, it doesn't matter who's on the court. The problem is Tibbs. He doesn't have an idea on offense. His, player a, his players aren't in the best position to succeed. Uh, I don't know what you want me to say to that. Agree to disagree. Again, Tibbs doesn't have an idea on offense. Uh, without Julius Randle on the court this year, the Knicks have a 115.4 offensive rating. In 455 minutes, that's just, that would be the second best offensive rating in the league, and he's doing that with that's 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 just backups. Someone's got to coach those guys too, right? Or maybe Tibbs doesn't coach the backups. Maybe uh, maybe uh, Johnny Bryant coaches the backups. That's that's what it is. Um, Emil Boumanso what's going on, Emil? If we play this bad against the Thunder. The garbage Thunder will beat us by double digits. 100%. The Thunder are are a real team. And I know they've been hit a little bit by COVID too in the last few days, but like SGA, he will tear them a new fucking. SGA, Lou Dort, like Giddy is, can't shoot it worth a damn, but that dude could fucking play. And I think, but I think Giddy's actually in protocols too. So I don't even know who they have, but like between SGA and Dort, like those guys will tear the Knicks a new asshole if they come out with this kind of effort. Again, effort in air quotes. Like those guys play hard. They're well coached. I think their coaches in protocol right now too, but like those guys, they're not a mirage. Like they they play, they're decent. Um so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the Knicks do. I don't know. Um I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I really don't. I wish I did. Um this from uh Forgotten NYC. Julius plays like that six foot five dude at the rec center who'd rather chuck up threes instead of driving and dunking on anyone using his athleticism. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, but then, then again, if that were true, then we wouldn't, He but he also puts the ball on the floor and he's like, he had three turnovers in three minutes to start the third quarter by trying to put the ball on the floor and like trying to create something. Like he's not standing there on the three point line, chucking it every time he gets the ball. That's not what's happening. It's, it's, it's more pervasive than that. This is a guy who has, like, literally forgotten how to be an effective NBA player. Um, I don't know. Something else. Um, this from Mark Berman tweeted out that Tibbs said, or, well, here's the tweet. Plane issues from Minnesota got the Knicks in at 5 a.m. Tibbs, quote. We knew it would be a challenge, end quote. And then I see Kenny C here, first comment, it wasn't a problem for the bench, but they had a different plane. <laughs> it's fair, man. It's fair. Uh, like, bench didn't have a problem. Alec Burks didn't have a problem. Emmanuel quickly played 30 fucking minutes, 30 whatever minutes. He didn't have a fucking problem tonight. Come on. I I don't know. 35 minutes, excuse me. Um... Johnny Chiba, what's going on, my man? How are you, Johnny? Good to, good to uh, see you in here. Randall out um, equals a positive by uh, addition by subtraction. Not a leader. Second unit played true basketball, moving the rock, hard nose D. Burks and Taj sent those guys back to the G League. on crack. I love it. The Great hashtag. Um, yeah. Good, good, good comment as always. From Hush Zoo. I want to just see one week of this team without that trash can. Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness gracious. Trash can. I thank God every day for Walt Perrin and Alec Jordan. Um, yes, we have reached the trash can portion of the season. My God, this guy was our savior. He was our savior. I had my wife go out and get this for me as a gift for – I forget my birthday or Father's Day or something. I haven't even. The best, <laughs> this is going to go over well. I haven't even gotten to Julius on my top seventy-five Knicks of all time because I'm I have him still higher on the list because that's what that's how highly I thought of what he did last season. Oops. Um, man, cold, cold, cold days. Uh, ML Nair. When Julius is on the court, his teammates look like they feel obligated to stop the ball flow to make sure he gets the ball. I think that's, yeah, except when, well, Kemba wasn't doing it for those couple of games. Um. Uh, th- there is always cognizance of where he is and what he's doing. So, yes, to a certain extent. I don't think that they – I don't think that this is 100% fair, but I think there is a lot of truth in this. Julius, as a captain, he gives the team no leadership on defense. Well, yeah, you could say that again. Gives the team um, negative, negative leadership on defense. Um, this from uh, Jamie, Jamie Lai or Lee. Um, I don't know if you remember, but I've been mentioning to you that uh, we should trade Randall high. You adamantly opposed. I did adamantly oppose. Um, Hold on. I lost it. Uh, What do you think now if we can go back? I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, for sure. If you could have traded Randall, I'd love to go back in time and do that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I was wrong. A lot of people were wrong. But I was wrong. I'll I'll own that. Because I think if he comes out of this, you know, I'm – I bought into the fairy tale. And it's probably not smart uh, decision making to do that. Um, what I will say, though, in defense, not of me, but in defense of Leon Rose, is the situation they were in with Randall with the contract. I don't know that they had any choice but to do what they did um because he was an expiring contract and they weren't going to get great value for him trading him anywhere without a guarantee that he was going to resign there and that would have been all kinds of messy and then he gave them the opportunity to resign him and you know um the rest is history so i'll give leon rose a pass but no i won't give myself a pass um Robert Boy Macri, time to take down that slam poster. Oh, boy. You know what? Actually, I could put Bernard King's uh, face over that because Bernard King wore number 30. Um, Harry Donert, I didn't expect our team to be great this year. What is frustrating is that we aren't fun to watch this year. Yeah, you, the 100%, Harry, 1,000%. A hun- a I know that's not a real thing, but a 1,000%. I didn't care if they were good again. I didn't care if they were great again. I wanted them to be competitive, but they're not fun to watch the The, the starters the benches is all kinds of fun, but then you're sitting there with pins and needles because you're like, okay when when is when is it going to when is it going end right? Yeah, that's what sucks. Um, hasn't been a fun season. um I don't think I've ever been more disappointed with two straight wins. Yeah, I'm with you. Three straight wins, excuse me, three straight wins. But I understand what you're saying with the last two. Um, James Joy, when's the last time you saw Randall go pick up a teammate that hit the floor? Um, he he did it. I did. It's funny you say that because I noticed it because I was like, "Wow, I haven't seen that in a while." He did it, or he went to do it in either the last game or the or the Atlanta game. I I wrote it in my notes. Uh, I don't want to spend too too much time on this. I know I saw it. I I did not make this up. Um, I feel like it may have been on Christmas, which like maybe that was because it was a, a Christmas day game. Um, I don't know. I don't, I can't find it right now. Um, I did not imagine it. I know I saw it, but yeah, no, that's, that's fair. He needs to lead by example in all aspects, not just scoring. Um, comment from, I don't know who this is from Andrew. Um, The last pin. Oh, Jeremy Chase. Uh, I come here for the community, your smart analysis, and your good-natured optimism to check my continuing Nick's fatalism. This performance aside, a win. Many thanks to you and KFS crew, and Happy New Year. Jeremy, that means a lot. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you coming here. We all appreciate you coming here. I appreciate everybody coming here, even the people who think I'm an idiot and don't know what I'm talking about. You're probably right. Um, Seriously, this is... uh, it's a gift that I get to do this every day uh, or after every game. And uh, you guys give me that gift. So um, thank you. Um, yeah, I got Brain XTCs. The Knicks are just two superstars away. I, I enjoyed that comment. Uh, Rage X, new nickname Dubious Handles. I love it. Dubious Handles. Dubious. Now, now, at Power Forward, or at Forward, number 30 from Kentucky, Dubious handles has a nice ring to it um Kevin Danishevsky. I just want to be clear that I don't want Westbrook to play a single game <laughs> yeah I got it uh I'm just freaking desperate man I don't see how Julius gets it back yeah I don't I don't know that I see how Julius gets it back either but the worst thing you could do in the NBA is sell is so low now there's an argument <clears throat> that we haven't seen rock bottom yet which is fucking frightening but you know what if he's hurt and he gets healthy, I don't know. Crazier things, right? Crazier things. Uh, MK21. Yo, KFS, I hope all is well. Randall is super talented, but despite what he thinks, he's not talented enough to win games without trying. Yeah, no one is. No one in the NBA is talented enough to win games without trying. He has to try. And again, I'll end here because I started with a rant about Julius and I'll end by this. Because since, since I did the rant, Tibbs has gone up there and said, he's nicked up. If you are too hurt to give the requisite effort to make simple, simple basketball plays, simple effort plays, you shouldn't be out there. And I, like and there is a part of me that still thinks despite how bad he's played that still thinks the Knicks would be worse off because even even this version of Randall and this is like has always been part of my defense of Tibbs and Randall even this version of Randall commands attention from an opposing team that said it is not like the Knicks have a bunch of nobodies out there Like, they have players who can do shit. Do I think Julius – do I think Obi Toppin, if he was inserted into the starting four role, if Julius did actually get time off, do I think Obi Toppin would, like, automatically light the world on fire? No, I don't. I actually think he would struggle in that role and that in a more featured role. And I think the offense would probably struggle at times. Um Cause it's, it's nice to be able to just dump it in. Like we're all calling Julius out for like monopolizing possessions and this and that. It's kind of nice to be able to just dump it into a guy and be like, okay, big guy create something for us. It's gone horribly, but I'm sure there's a part of them that like appreciates that they have a guy that they could do that to. It's just not working. Um, If he went out, I do think that there might be some bumps in the road, you know, but at this point, that's a, that's a bridge I'm willing to cross. And uh, I think we're all, I think we're all kind of ready to cross that bridge. Um, One more from Michael Morando. I know Julius has been bad, but can someone explain why our half part offense is so reliant on a ball dominant point guard or a point forward? If we had more movement instead of hero ball, the starters would be fine. I don't know about that. I don't know if like, like guys move around. It just doesn't usually result in anything. Um, it's not purposeful movement, um, but again, like there's a ton of movement with the subs. Those guys move around a lot, and again, this is the fault on 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 Tibbs here. It's not like he doesn't know how to coach offense. It's that he's not getting through to these guys that they need to do different things on offense to be successful. That's his fault. Um, but. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, Thank you, everybody, for coming. Amazing that after this dog shit game, we managed to sit here and talk about it for well over an hour. We appreciate you listening. And, um, of course, we will see you uh, on New Year's Eve. Um, And if anybody doesn't come, um, have a happy New Year. But, yeah, I'll see you after the Thunder game. Win, lose, or draw. All right, talk to you later.